Welcome everybody to For The Record episode number 62. I'm recording this on a Friday, so happy Friday if you're listening. If you're listening to it on another day, uh, happy afternoon, morning, evening, whenever. I don't control when you listen to podcasts, so there you go. Alright, I'm done trying to be funny. Alright, so, and with all good intentions though, and all seriousness, I do hope everyone is having a great day. I know things have been a little weird in the country over the past few weeks, so um, I hope we can just kind of get away from that for a little while. Um, but anyway, uh, this episode is with um, Ariel of Icon for Hire. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this band. I've n- I've known of them for many years, and they're a fantastic group. Um, I've always really liked the sound that they've had, but they've never really... I, I, I've always kind of missed them whenever they've been through the area, or maybe or they were at a festival that I was at, and I just... I my what I w- was working on uh, didn't coincide with their set time whatever the case may be but they're back and they have an a awesome new record out called you can't kill us um, so I got to speak with Ariel over the phone um, she s- was such a sweetheart and it was so great to talk about kind of their not their game plan but their work ethic and their work method over the past several years and what they've been doing that led up to you can't kill us and a, a, lo- a lot of great stuff that we there was a lot of great stuff that we got to talk about um and just super enjoyable uh to chat with um Tired of wanting to read all the time but never having the time to do so? You can use our sponsor, Audible.com. Audible give you a- gives you access to over 180,000 top-notch and high-quality audiobooks, allowing you to listening to them anywhere you go. So you can listen to them on your commute, at the gym, when you're on a break in the office, literally wherever you want. Maybe on the beach uh, with a drink, although it is winter, so... If you'd like to sign up for a free audiobook and a free 30-day trial of the website, visit audibletrial.com slash shameless promo. Once again, audibletrial.com slash shameless promo. So here it is, episode number 62 of For the Record Podcast with Ariel of Icon for Hire. I'm doing wonderful. Um, <clears throat> sorry, I my voice sounds a little bit like it might it might cut out a little bit during this because I had a cold the past few days and now I'm kind of experiencing the aftermath of it. So I sound like I've been like chain smoking for 20 years. So, um, <laughs> oh, so no. yeah. So if my voice sounds like it cuts out during a word, I'll repeat it. But um, just okay. a fair heads up. <laughs> 
Thank you. Thanks for having me on today. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, it's I'm excited to talk to you. How are you doing today? Was your did you guys have a good Thanksgiving and all that? Yes, totally. Um, we're just like in release week still. So, you know, we released our album on Friday, so I'm yeah, still, like, in that headspace. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So I mean, I, I can't even imagine, particularly w- given that it's not only did the album come out on the twenty on a Friday, but it came out on Black Friday, which is easily the craziest shopping day of the year. So in the middle of all of the um, like crazy sales that are being offered, you guys are pushing a record. So I can imagine how <laughs> crazy all of that is right now. Yeah, we're working it for sure, but it's been fun. It's Def- definitely. Um, I mean, I'm I'm curious to know in terms of pushing an album like this, given that this is the first um, the first full length record since uh, I believe like. Uh, 2013. I know that there was an EP the year before, but 2013 was the last like full length record I'd seen from um, from you guys with the self titled. What was I mean? I guess what's what's been the biggest difference for you guys in terms of getting this record out, um, and maybe in terms of what not necessarily the reception, but what people are kind of um, taking away from it this time around. Mm. Well, the whole process has felt night and day different from anything we've ever done as a band you know the last time we did something independently was when we made our little eps back in 2008 you know so we could have a little free song (laughs) demo to sell at our shows so this album was fan funded which gave us huge confidence from the beginning because we're like oh look our fans want this album so much they're willing to pay for it even if even if it will suck they don't know if it's gonna (laughs) suck or not you know (laughs) yeah i completely hear you (laughs) Yeah, and so that felt really good to be like, okay, people want this thing to be made enough to really back it. Um, I made it the number one Kickstarter of the year in the music uh, department. I saw that. Congratulations. I I was blown away by, I mean, I, I like in a, in a like, holy crap, that's so awesome that people, I mean, you guys, let me look back at the notes that I had here. You had a goal of like $2,000 and you hit 127000 <laughs> That's amazing. You know, like we can't take any credit for that. You know, I can't be like, yeah, we just we're really good with our campaign tricks. No, that was our fans. Our fans just made that happen for us. Definitely. So so grateful to them. So yeah, there was just like a sense of celebration and freedom this time versus before. There maybe would have been a little bit of um, anxiety of like, are people going to respond to this? Because when you're on a label, if people don't respond to your music, then your label won't push you. And yeah. then you might not, you know, you might not get any marketing money. You might not, you might just fall into obscurity, unfortunately. What was weird with us, though, was we noticed our label stopped marketing us anyway. So we kind of had to get creative along the way. You yeah. know, do a lot of touring, word of mouth, DIY, underground stuff. And so we kind of built up those muscles along the way. And now that's really coming in handy because now everything is DIY. <laughs> and so yeah. we kind of just. You know, it's not too much of a difference in that way. We're just like, okay, fans, tell your friends. Here we go. <laughs> well, I always remember your band because there was, um, oh wow, I I can't believe, oh wow, I just remembered where I first heard of you guys. Like literally, as we were talking about this, so the first time I ever heard of you, um, to go off on, I guess, sort of a tangent, but then bring it back around was, um, okay. I worked with, um, I ran an organization, I, I still sort of do, it's complicated, I'm, basically I ran a charity um, starting when I was 14 years old and it worked to connect 
um, teenage cancer patients and survivors with music. And so what happened wow. was the reason I say it's sort of I kind of am and I'm not is because it's still around, but I'm kind of reworking the mission statement. I've kind of been it's been really quiet for a while, so it's still there, but in the planning stages, I get I'm going back and doing stuff. But anyway, the mm-hmm. point is, um, we had had a request. Um, and it was for this band called Icon for Hire, which was where you guys came in. And we had gotten, um, it was some show you guys played. I feel like it was in Ohio. Um, but all they said was that they wanted to go to uh, meet you guys and go to your meet and greet. And we got Aww. them tickets. And so they went to like an acoustic session you guys did in a meet and greet. It was this, uh, this uh, girl and her friend. I think she was a survivor, but... Um, I heard from you guys and I listened to your music and I was like, wow, they're really good. And then kind of what you were saying, how the label kind of stopped pushing it all together. I, a couple years went by and I was like, wait, what happened to them? Where are they? Okay. So they're still (laughs) here. Okay. Why aren't they coming back? Because they sound great. Mm. Well, thank you for connecting us with the cancer survivor. That's so special. Wow. Thank you for the work you're doing with that. Yeah, we would love to do more of that. So if you you know more people, then we could be of any kind of you know help to in that awful scenario. We would love to connect with them. But absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. More, also, more, yeah, more. What, well, what stoked, what um, really made me excited was that when um, Becky had sent me over the release, I was like, there they are, they're back. Okay, cool. Now yes, they're back on the radar, yes. so we can finally start talking about their music again. This is great. Um, yeah. No, here we've been we've been here like we've been touring we did yes. two world tours 2014 2015 like we've been putting out music it's literally just that we've never had press and so now you know we have a press company right now and that's how you got out <laughs> that's yeah. how we got on your radar you know through that so yeah. Definitely. Well, oh man, that's I'm so happy to hear that you guys have been making new music. And it's it's also I mean at the same time even when you're kind of like where did that band go? And then with mm-hmm. with any with any artist and then you go back and you see that they have you find out that they are touring and that they do have like maybe two or three records and you're like, "How did I miss this? This is going to be a great day because I just get to explore all of this." Um <laughs> Yeah. Right. Yeah, so stuff like that. I mean, when you guys a question that I did have, I guess about the the fundraising goal when you guys hit it for Kickstarter. So with the initial goal that you had of, of 2000 and then like over completely surpassing it, when you guys um, got it, got the Kickstarter finalized and you said, okay, now we have this budget. What do we do? How did the game plan for you guys kind of change in terms of how you were going to attack um, recording it with, was there talk of a different producer with a talk of, I mean, I guess what was, what was kind of the process of that once it, Mm -hmm. um, just totally went like 150% over? Right. Well, we put the goal at $2,016 as just being symbolic of the year 2016. Yeah. And we weren't, we knew we would need a lot more than that in order to make a record. We'd already really decided that we wanted to work with the same producer we worked with last time, Mike Green. We love him. And we knew that just him alone would be maybe 30,000 bucks. Plus yeah. we needed to get there. Plus we wanted to make any music videos, any kind of promotional stuff, tour, all exactly. that. So, yeah, we had done a um, Indiegogo campaign a couple years previous just to get some tour support. And we've gotten 10 grand in 48 hours. So we felt confident that hey, we can probably at least do that again. You yeah. know, even if we put our goal for two thousand, we could probably get ten grand towards the record, you know. Um, and then we got ten grand, you know, less than the first day. And so we're like super grateful. So, you know, we didn't want to like count our chickens before they hatch. We just wanted to 
be pleasantly surprised by anything that fans wanted to contribute. And, you know, really as the um, as the amount goes up, the reward cost goes up significantly as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you really got really a budget like, oh, snap, we have to print all these CDs and T-shirts we promised everybody. And so we had to be budgeting that along the way. So really, there's a lot of calculating and math going on the whole time. Like, okay, so... If you raise, for example, if you need 30000 bucks to make a record, you probably have to raise about $80,000 on Kickstarter to end up with a $30,000 record budget, you know? Yeah. Because you're promising people so much stuff. There's shipping costs, there's management commission, Kickstarter takes a fee, all that, so... Yeah. yeah, definitely. I mean, I so that makes that makes total sense. Well, I mean, working with Mike Green, Mike Mike Green has produced some of honestly some of my favorite records. So I think that's really oh no cool. way yeah he's produced um yeah, what was the album that he did he did um I believe he did and I may be completely wrong on this but I believe he did um Don't Panic by All Time Low um which I love as a just in terms of pop rock and I, I've always loved that style and, and the touch that he's brought and it really I, re, I could hear that kind of influence of mixing the electronics with rock on um, excuse me on You Can't Kill Us which I I by the yeah. way I did listen to the whole record and it was wonderful so um, incredible oh, job thank you so much yeah yeah it was yeah, awesome of course um, when you guys were going in to you're in the studio you've got everything ready to go and you start putting these songs out um what was I guess what did you guys maybe want to set out to do differently or what I guess what was the goal with um the material you guys wanted to release on this record um either lyrically musically I I could I know that there was a big sense of um I got this feeling of hope and overcoming a lot of a lot of crap I could definitely tell and but it was very hopeful and uplifting like I guess what was kind of the process for that in terms of cool. um, you bring you bring these tracks to life hmm. well yeah we obviously just had to start at a very honest place and right now we are in this place of overcoming you know we were in the middle of the, the shit storm and it was really painful and really scary and that was you know when we were Leaving the record label, we filed bankruptcy. Sean, our guitar player, was in rehab for being an alcoholic. Like, it was very scary and dramatic. Yeah. And then slowly things started to turn around. Slowly we started to see, oh, my God, our fan base is with us. We're not in this alone. We're not going to die. Like, we're going to survive. We're going to make it to the other side. So we genuinely, through the songs, were sharing that story. Like, like that would just come out whether we tried to or not. Um, and then very... What was very heavy on my mind as I was writing was trying to. Are you there? Uh, yeah. Okay, that was sorry. Just um, we were just trying to give our fans some songs that we hoped they would really love and connect with because we felt like we owed them that because they had backed the record. So we didn't want to get too innovative on them and be like, we're going to go in this brand new direction. Surprise. <laughs> we wanted to kind of give them what we felt like they were already loving for our older records and what they responded to the most. And that is very like heartfelt emotional lyrics and it's that balance of the heavier rock with the more, you know, forward thinking pop sound. And so we just did that. Very nice. I mean, I, I, yeah. it, it definitely shines through and I'm, um, one of the elements of the songs that I always found very, um, that I was very taken aback by because it worked so well with uh, where uh, I'll see a lot of bands try to do it and I'm just kind of like, eh, no. With you guys, it really worked um, with, I guess, the more hip-hop elements with the 
spoken mm-hmm. word. I almost don't even want to call it rap. I just want to say like these these very fast spoken word um, yeah. verses that will soar into these into these like alternative rock based choruses. Where did that element for you come from as a as a singer? Mm, well, I'm glad you picked up on that because that's like one of my favorite parts of getting to make music is doing that. Like that lights me up. I love having a ton of words in my verses and being able to deliver like basically twice the content as you normally would be able to if you were singing it. Yeah. You know, you can put so many more words in. But really, that started back with me with Lincoln Park. Like they yes. blew my mind as a 12 year old. I was like, this is amazing. So I never forgot, you know, that rock hip hop new metal element i know new metal isn't cool but that's okay i still love it oh and, yeah <laughs> um, and then the, the 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 artist that really gave me courage as a white chick to kind of try spoken word was death i don't know if you're familiar with her but she is like my freaking hero she's this hip-hop chick out of minneapolis and she is so intelligent she just her she's so good at her craft and listening to her enough i was like like i have to freaking try this like even though it's scary you know for scripted um i wrote a lot of kind of hip-hop spoken word pieces but then I would put a melody to them to kind of cover it up that that's what I was doing and then I got braver as the records went on and I was like I'm just gonna leave this the way I wrote it so that's what I got to do this record nice I've never heard of that um that rapper before I'll have to go and look uh look up her work what was her name again Dessa, it's D-E-S-S-A. D-E-S-S-A. Okay, cool. I will definitely take mm-hmm. a look at that. I'm always looking yeah. for new music, so, um, and looking okay, for... Okay, I hope you like it. Yeah, definitely, and always looking at what kind of inspires people to, um, what I guess, what influences their music, so that's fantastic. Um, yeah. You guys just got off of a run with uh, Stitched Up Heart. Um, what can fans expect in terms of any... Um, new shows that you got. Um, I know a lot of bands are kind of winding down since it's the end of 2016. Um, but what can uh, fans expect in terms of any shows that are going to be coming up next year, or any chances that you, uh, they can come and see you guys? Yes, we definitely want to keep continuing on touring on this record. We really loved the last tour that we just did. It was called the You Can't Tell Us Tour, and we were only really on the East Coast. So we're wanting to hit the West Coast for a second leg of You Can't Kill Us Tour. And then we have a huge fan base in Europe that we haven't visited for a couple of years that we would love to say hey to. Um, and then if we somehow can cross our fingers and get over to South America, that would be amazing. We've never played there. We have a very diehard fan base, as many rock bands in America do. So we would love to be able to meet up with them. That's fantastic. I mean, it, oh, wow, you guys are going to be world travelers very soon. That's That's so cool. <laughs> Yes, that's the plan for sure. Definitely. Um, what does the, I mean, this is kind of, I know you're not always supposed to ask like, oh, where does this name come from? But I'm very curious to know where the term You Can't Kill Us originated from because listening to that song as the closer to the album and then seeing it as the title and it's, how it's just very anthemic and it's it's got that, it's got a very epic feel to it and... I'm just very curious to know I, what part in the in the writing that term came in and turned into what it what it is now. Mm, cool. Well, it actually, I did not think of it. I was in Sweden. I'm from Sweden, and I was visiting my family there this past February. And when I was there, my sister texted me, and she was like, "Hey, you should go visit this town in Denmark. It's this like artist colony, and they're like, if I understand it right, they're independent from the rest of Denmark's kind of." democracy or whatever so they have their own government they have their own schools and it's just an artist community so everyone makes stuff and it's very like 
sticking it to the man. It's really punk rock and cool. And she told me that their town motto was, you cannot kill us in Danish. And that like struck my heart. I was like, oh my God, can we please name our album that? And then the more I got to think about it, I was like, let's do it. So we decided that we landed on that, you know, album name. And then when we were messing around with the song that turned into You Can't Kill Us, we didn't have that part in there. And we just were like, let's do a post-chorus and gang vocal this. And then we had our Kickstarter backers that um, had spawned, that pledged to, to be with us in the studio and sing on a record. We had them come in and scream that part with us. So it felt very full circle. Like, you know, they were coming in, doing this vocal track with us and like cheering and taking a part in this anthem with us. It was really cool. That's incredible. And that's, I mean, not only is that a full circle moment, that's an incredibly inspirational moment with everybody singing that line and that moment yes. in that song together yeah. where it all comes together like, oh man, that would have been incredible. <laughs> it was so emotional, man. Like I was seeing these people that had like flown in from all over to come to Los Angeles in our studio with us. You know, they were like scared of not like touching any gear. Like they were just trying <laughs> to be so well behaved. And some of them had never done any kind of vocalizing before. So they needed some help with like hitting the line on, on time or in the right, you know, melody and stuff. But it came together great and it was a really special moment for sure. That's awesome. That's, I mean, and that's a great way to close out the entire record and to just put this epic, like, curtain, yeah. yeah, conclusion on it. So that, man, that's awesome. Um, so this will be the last question that I asked. We'll wrap this up. First off, thank you again for uh, speaking with me. I, it's been such a pleasure to chat with you, and I'm really looking forward to Likewise. having everybody listen to this. Awesome. Thanks for having me on and spreading the word about the album. Of thank course. You. Yeah. Um, and so the last question I have, I ask this and give this preface to every musician that I interview as a way to kind of close things out, um, but it's a broad question. What does music mean to you? What does music mean to me? Yes. Oh, my God, Garrett. That's like an impossibly huge question, right? <laughs> music means, I guess, um, survival. Like, I mean, like, salvation. Like, it rescued me from my own craziness as, like, a teenager, really, when I was, like, you know, 12, 13, 14. It freaking delivered me from my own pain, and then it brought me into a better place. And then now it's continuing to be my survival and that not only am I able to make a literal living off of it but it freaking keeps me sane it's therapy it's that outlet it's my connection to my fans it's my connection to humanity I mean my god it's like it's music is the reason that I'm here I think so it's pretty great good question thank you very much that yeah it's sort of the I've I've sort of dubbed it the almost famous question because it's very similar to what the kid asked um, the rock star yeah. at the end of the movie. That's right. yeah. So I definitely picked up on that. But that was that was a beautiful answer. That was a great way to close this out. And then lastly, where can people find Icon for Hire online and pick up the record? Awesome. Yeah, we're all over. Obviously, all the social platforms: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. But we also have a website, which is iconforhire.net. And if you want to support the making of the music directly, you can get the digital or physical copy there. Or if you want to get it through iTunes, you can do that as well. And it's on, you know, Amazon, Google Play, all that good stuff. Or come do a show and get it in person so we can thank everyone in person. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, Ariel. It was such a pleasure to chat with you. And I'll, um, this will be up this week, and I'll get it um, posted and sent over and ready to go for you guys. All right, that sounds great. Thanks for having us on, and I hope you recover from your cold. <laughs> thank you very much. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm hanging in there, but uh, thank you so much. Um, awesome. I will talk to you guys later. Take care. Okay.
This episode of For the Record Podcast was brought to you by Audible.com. To sign up and receive a free audiobook and a 30-day free trial, visit audibletrial.com slash shameless promo. Once again, audibletrial.com slash shameless promo.